private Facebook group. True. Yeah. If you are, is this our introduction? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Okay. So <laughs> if this if this is your first time uh, seeing content like this in our Bethlehem Church online group, you're not alone because this is the first one. This is the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, neither have we. Yeah. This is a first of its kind. Uh, right now, I am finding my notes, and I am going to paste in the ones that you gave me. Because Evernote deleted Evernote all wiped them out. Wiped all my stuff out. So I'm almost there. Paste. Okay, cool. Yeah, so do you know how I chose? I actually had one of our members I was talking to yesterday who is in this Facebook group. Um, oh, and good habit. Talk to the camera. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Talk to the camera. As I was talking to good the stuff. computer. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying that for myself. Um, but anyway, I had a, a member of our church asked me where did where did you get the content like where did you get all you know had you un, had you get those facts about the church of corinth um and where did you get those facts i got them um from lagos yeah Shocker. best place Shocker. yeah but lagos is just basically my library but when picking a commentary fun fact it's similar for me as like picking an article of clothing or um you know, like an application that I want to buy or a pair of headphones or a pair of sneakers, I look at the reviews. Yeah. I look at the reviews. So when I look at commentaries. So your, your choice in commentaries is bougie. Bougie, Just big like time bougie. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's all bougie. But I look at the reviews from, and it's funny because, I mean, thousands of pastors and people, I'm, you know, from, I don't know, different persuasions, look at these look at these commentaries and view them and then they rate the commentaries. So I pick commentaries that seem to have good ratings, good reviews, and then I start reading it. And sometimes I have found that I don't agree with the reviews and yeah. I, I bail on it. Um, but this commentary that I started for Corinthians, um, I felt like was really good. I felt like it was on point. And then I'm not just reading that one. I'm reading multiple commentaries. Um, so anyway, that's where I get it from commentaries in Lagos. Excellent. Yeah. So anyway, this is the first, let's introduce this podcast. Cody, what are we doing? Tell, so tell them what, what we're, we're doing. doing essentially is we are introducing a sermon companion. Um, yeah, this, this podcast will be good standalone content, but what we're doing is we want to give you, our beloved viewers, uh, some additional content to go along with or expound upon what was talked about on Sunday and Pastor Matt's message, yours yeah, truly. My, yours truly. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's what we're doing. We want to give you some additional resources and kind of give you a look at uh, perhaps how the sausage is made. Sausage. I guess that's what we can we can describe that as. Yeah, um, I like sausage. And so, really, I mean, I don't really know that either one of us is the host. We just kind of you're the iron. host. I guess I'm the host. You okay. said you were the host. Okay, I'm I hosting. Thought. Um, so basically what we're doing is we have, uh, if you watch our YouTube videos or listen to the church sermons on our podcast, uh, we hyperlink his message, his message notes, uh, in the program, in the, in the body of those notes every single week. And so what we're doing is I have in front of me, uh, the same notes that are published online and we're just going to kind of move through a little bit of those and, uh, we're going to talk about them and ask some questions and maybe pull out some things that maybe didn't didn't make it to Sunday, maybe things that fell on the cutting room floor. I think it would be really cool in this moment, which, by the way, I think it's helpful for you to understand, like, the level of preparation that went into this. Um, sometimes it's extreme, 
and others other times it's not and so Mm -hmm. from a perspective of like where we are shooting we're shooting this in cody's office and there has been weeks and months of preparation of collecting gear and preparing like this table for instance that we're speaking it's custom yeah like it was a table that was donated that we went and bought new laminate for the top Mm -hmm. and bought new legs from amazon and these mic stands were um, fairly inexpensive. These mics yeah. come from our stage. They're borrowed. Yeah. So we have really just been putting gear together for quite some time and, and kind of setting it aside. We have an old soundboard that we used. We used that at Merritt Park. Yeah. Merritt that is Park. the OG soundboard. The OG, the OG soundboard, soundboard from where, where it all began. So anyway, but we have been collecting things and getting ready for this. Uh, the camera is Cody's camera. And so we just jumped on here. Yep. Uh, like right as soon as we got it working. So <laughs> we built this thing with spare parts. Yeah. So as soon as we got the audio working and the video working, uh, we just went live. So it's not like we've sat down and spent the afternoon curating this content. Yeah. The, the idea is that we're going to get on here once a week, like he said, and just kind of like talk about talk it out. the remnants, the yeah. remnants, the what? remnant. That's okay. Let's start with remnant theology. The remnant theology, remnant podcast. I think that exists. Remnant, remnant radio. Yeah. Shout out to y'all. Love you yeah, guys. man. Good stuff. Uh, so anyway, we just want to start that conversation. And after Sunday's message, there is, there's a lot of things that we end up discussing. That's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And, and sometimes yeah. we have a meeting prior to the message and there's some good stuff that we drop in there that may not make it as well. Mm, it happens. And then, like, there's the moment of, like, the sermon, preaching. The moment. The moment. And I get rabbit trails. You know, the Holy Spirit will say, go this way, go that way. And based on that, sometimes things don't get shared. Yeah, it's true. So we're hoping to be able to Yeah, and and since we have an additional platform to get this info out to you, there's potentially some room here, I think, for you to shorten. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a goal of mine and maybe you don't know that and i think some of you it's like no pastor you do whatever but it is a legitimate goal i would love to get get my sermons down to between 30 and 35 minutes be cool yeah but i i haven't gotten there yet not yet we're all it's it's a work in progress the lord's timing yeah but i think i think you're right having this uh, medium of being able to discuss and and knowing like hey we'll talk about that on Monday we'll talk about it on Monday yeah this will be good here we are on Monday here talking we are about it it is Monday um, but yeah just also to the fact that they're receiving exclusive content yep exclusive to you if you we can had only a get this in the if we had a paywall you all oh, you'd be, be paying for it so it, much it would be this <laughs> but we don't we have tithing faithful members of our church that allow us to do what we're doing so that's why this content is going into our bethlehem church online yep um this is just for you yep this is just for you our generous supporters feel special yeah yeah and i think too it's um our heart behind this is to equip equip the saints for the work of the ministry i i believe that god is going to use our church to plant other churches yeah and that's going to be by equipping our church people. And so as our Bethlehem Church Online, our Facebook group, our community grows, um, you know, so will our church. Yeah, you I know, agree. But anyway. I agree. So and by wh- the way, take this as an opportunity to invite a friend that may, may not be in our Facebook group into our church group. 
uh, because we want our Facebook group to be a community of not just people who are in our church, but those who, you know, some people are still shut in uh, mm-hmm. in their house. With they're immunocompromised during the pandemic. Um, and we want this to be a place where people can come and feel supported uh, and get good content. Um, so feel free to invite a friend. Um, they do have to answer the questionnaire, super hard questions like, do you go to church here? Yes or no. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously, like I said, they don't they don't have to go to church here. We just, you know, we want people to be a part. And, um, and it's know, a shift, right? It's a shift. Yeah. We're, Which we're, you we're have really, he has spearheaded this. Yeah. So our vision for the Facebook group is to be um, basically an online campus for our church. Um, so that doesn't necessarily mean that it's only for people of our church. We want to be a little bit more inclusive and we want to invite people in. And then, it, you know, I think that some of that will translate to people coming for to sure. our church. But we want, God has given us a lot of good things. And we yeah. want to share that, share our community, um, and share what we have with with others. I think that's the that's the bedrock of it. Mm, so good, yeah. So you mentioned the word saint. Okay, so we're going to talk we're about gonna talk right about now. About it. Yeah. Right now, we're segueing right in. We're segueing. We're jumping in to yesterday's message, which was just for a little background, maybe for some of you. Uh, and there were tech issues yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so many tech issues. Yeah. So Cody took, which we are in the process of mitigating that, but Cody took the message, patched it together, and it's on our YouTube channel. It is. It's on the YouTube channel. So are the notes. Yep. And we already mentioned that. So, um, you know, go listen to the message. If you didn't have a chance, we are jumping into 1 Corinthians, and it is going to be good. It's it is. Be really good. It's a so. long couple months of messages. Yeah, out of it this is. One. It's going to be a little while. Um, but anyway, yesterday was the first one. The introduction, the greeting. So be sure to uh, watch the message if you haven't. Yes. Sorry, bro. No, no, no. It's good. Before we jump into um, the, the sainthood thing, let's talk about let's talk about the greeting. Um, I feel what, like we should pray. Huh? I feel this like we should podcast. pray. You don't pray. It's kind of like, to me, it's the same thing. Like, I don't pray for Chick-fil-A. You don't? Because I feel like it's already, it's already sanctified. It's already sanctified and blessed, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, I'm just letting it know and putting it out into the universe <laughs> that I felt like we were going to um, I thought it was interesting how, and I never thought about this really, and I think that the connection is there. I think this is what was in Paul's mind. Um, but I think, I thought it was interesting that you tied Paul's greeting. Um, let me see if I can read it here. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You tied that to the Aaronic blessing in Numbers 624, mm-hmm. um, which if you're not familiar with that, you can read Numbers 624 through 626, or you can listen to Elevation song, The Blessing. Uh, I think that came out last year. Yeah. It's pretty much based on that that scripture. Um, but that was interesting um, that, you, you, that you tied that together. I had never I had never seen that there. Was there like a giveaway for you on that? Like what kind of gave... What let the cat out of the bag on that one? The words, like seeing grace and peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, honestly, it was an internal thing. Mm-hmm. I always pray for that. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that. Uh, but when I pray, I just pray grace and grace and peace. Um, and they're just two really good words. I say the intangibles of mm-hmm. grace and peace. Yeah. Uh, because often I think that when we pray, we're praying for tangible things. Yeah. We're, we're like praying that the Lord will... Um, you know, do this sort of thing or heal this person, which are all really good things. But I always like to make a point, And even when I'm with my children, I, I want to pray for the intangibles. And so I feel like when I carve out space in my prayers for saying the intangibles of grace and peace, it's like not just, yes, I want it from you, Lord, but I'm intentionally saying in my heart, I'm desiring those things just as much as the tangible things. Yeah. So when I saw him say that, I was like, I always pray for that. And then I thought to myself, I pray for that, 
because I read a lot of Paul. Right. And then I thought, and well, like, what did Paul read? Yeah. Mm. Mm, yeah. So, <laughs> but, but yeah. And, and the commentary as well, they, they talk about how many old Testament references are in Corinthians. And so then it was like, okay, how many old Testament references? So I dove into old Testament references on the front end of this. And many of them, of course, we'll get to, yeah, we'll you get know, there. and, and he, in the topics that he is going to address, uh, and the next one is the wisdom of Christ. It's, you know, it, there's so many things, there's so many references to, to the old Testament. Um, so, but I think like between my own prayer life, my own, um, structure of how I pray and then seeing that in the text and then reading that in the commentaries and then all of the old Testament references, uh, it just got the ball rolling. Um, and then of course it was just a dead giveaway. Like mm -hmm. when you look up old Testament cross references, it's in your yeah. study Bibles. Now, did um, you get hits? Were there, were there hits on those words? Yeah. yeah. Like it, well, it, it was in the cross references, mm. grace and peace. If, if looked at in the old Testament, this is Paul praying a priestly prayer over them. Yeah. So it was, it wasn't like I came to that. It's like just literally in your study Bible, in mm -hmm. commentaries, you're going to see those connections just by looking up those words. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's cool. So a couple different it's in, and, and it often works that way. And it probably, maybe you can speak to this in your own like Bible study, but I'll have a clue or something that yeah. pops out. And it's like, ooh, grace and peace. Those that's an interesting place for that word. Mm -hmm. And yours was Hagias. Yeah. You know, looking at that, you know, and, and kind of revealing that last week when we were talking about it. But when those words jump out, you know, if you can take that word and click through for me in my Bible study, it's a thing called fact book, you know, in, in Logos. You can click through and see and then do a word search where where that came up in other places in scripture. But that's all it was. Yeah. And then I was like, whoa. This is the Whoa. this is the priestly <laughs> prayer, you know, in a simplified version. And that's so cool. And I think that there's like there's a lot of things. And by the way, all of you will hear us. We're probably going to talk about we're probably going to bring up Logos a lot. Um, and that's a Bible software that we use. Mm -hmm. um, there is a free version. But like yeah. for us, like if you if you want to take your your Bible, whatever version you're reading and you want to search for a word, you can find uh, hits, uh, wherever, wherever that word or a form of that word pops up in your Bible. And that's a lot of the, you know, that's a lot of the ways that we make these connections yeah. is we do a word search and see where does this pop up. And that's something that anybody can do. And so if that's something that you're, you're like, man, I'd like to figure out how they're studying like this, just download the Logos app and it's a, you get a free, a free couple things. I think, yeah. um, it's been a while since we started using it, but you I know, think too, good. like I was using <laughs> olive tree mm -hmm. and Cody would make fun of me. I made fun of him so hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, Hey, look, here we are. Here we are. And I'm, I have converted um, to Lagos, but part of it is, I think the piece that I just want to say is we invest in so many things. Yeah. We invest in, you know, video games for our house, for family time. We invest in board games. You know, we invest, we spend money. Mm -hmm. We do where we um, want to invest our time, our time. Scripture says, you know, where your treasure is there, there will your heart be also. So, um, it's going to take an investment. You're not just going to, how do, how do we get those things out of scripture? How do we see those things beneath the surface? Part of it is having the right tools. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you have a car that, um, the engine is locked up and seized, you're probably not going to make it to the grocery store. Right. It's a great tool, but if it's not running, you know, and, and no offense, but like maybe it's a King James Bible, right. That mm -hmm. you've had for years and years and years. 
And if it's dusty and not being read, not being used, or it doesn't have accessories to go along with it, then chances are, yeah, yeah, you're just not getting the things out of it that you could. And so investing in commentaries, books, Mm -hmm. programs, you know, that can supplement your Bible study. I'm not saying it's the end all be all, right? But it will help. It will help your relationship with God run better. Yeah. Um, But anyway. And that's good, too, because it's, you know, I tell people all the time, like in the 21st century, we we literally have things that will read books to us. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we have no excuse to not, you know, to not study and to not do word. our due diligence to get a good understanding of the word of God. Can we and link these things in this post? Link what? Like just like Logos. Yeah. Logos. I mean, you're um, in the note. Uh, let me see here. In the in the note, well, no, no, no. In the notes of the, it says it. Well, you have them cited in your notes. I do. Um, so you can click those hyperlinks, and I think it'll take you straight to Logos's website. Yeah, but we can still link the site. No, it's okay. But he brings up a good point. If you click on the program notes, all of my things that come from Logos, they're all linked. They're all linked. The commentaries that I'm using, it's linked. You know, so you you have access to these things. And he preaches from this, so. Yeah, with these notes, there's a very real chance that you could outsermon him potentially. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Um, man, we're that we got sideways on software. Where were we going? With that? <laughs> well, you just brought up how did oh, we right, right, see right, right. that it was like the ironic prayer? Yeah. If I and said that cool. right. Ironic. Yeah. Yeah. It's not ironic. It's it, ironic. it is ironic. It is kind of ironic. <laughs> yeah, I do not. Pr- I do not pronounce things very well, but yeah. there's a pronunciation tool in Logos. And it's helpful. Yeah. But that's where, I mean, I was looking at the Hagios, and that's how they say it. Yeah. I think you said the S was silent. Uh, well, so Hagios in Greek is a singular noun. Mm. Um, and so in the passage that we were looking at, which is, I think it's First uh, Corinthians 1-3. Mm. Um, uh, no, it's not that one. I think it's the following verse where Paul calls them saints. Uh, but if you look, and this is something that's helpful, too, if you have an interlinear feature on whatever you're using, uh, to get a good look at what's happening. But the word saints is plural in English, and it comes from the Greek word hagioi. Mm. Um, so that oi, is the, it, marks the, it marks it as a plural. So you could, it's the equivalent, if you're looking in the Old Testament, it's kedoshim, mm. uh, would be the plural for, for holy ones. Mm. Uh, oop, I just let the cat out of the bag. Um, Sorry, con- <laughs> continue down that path. <laughs> Go for uh, it. So, but when we, uh, saints is a word that pops up a lot in the New Testament especially. But what here's what's significant about that, and I think we miss it, um, is that the sainthood as we know it is not necessarily what Paul had meant. Uh, when Paul uses words like hagioi, um, he's holy ones, right? This is a term that is used exclusively um, in the Old Testament for, for members of the heavenly host, members of the divine council. Um, and you'll hear that if you listen to the message. My ears perked up a little bit when you said divine council on Sunday. I only said it for you. Yeah. Um, but when we say that, and I'll maybe I'll put a link to, uh, I think the Bible Project has a video on mm-hmm. the Divine Council. Yeah. I'll put that in the notes. Um, but when, when Paul says hagioi, when he says holy ones, when he says saints, um, what he's referencing is that by, by what Jesus did on the cross, his finished work in defeating the powers, we are now, we are reconstituted as members of God's Divine Council. Mm. Um, and if you go back, this is probably three weeks ago, I preached a message called Ideal. Um, and we talked about how Adam was created and then he was brought from the dust he was created in. He was brought into the divine council, into God's abode in Eden. And that, you know, that was, you know, when Adam sinned, when they fell, uh, he was exiled out of that. Mm. And that is something that Jesus has restored by what he did on the cross. 
you know, mm. by reconciling us. We are now reconstituted members of God's God's heavenly host, his council. Um, and that's loaded. Uh, there's a lot there to that. But it's just kind of interesting, you know, the way things are translated sometimes gives you a, you know, we think of saints and we think of, uh, you know, we, I mean, we name cities after saints in the yeah. United States, St. Louis, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of casual. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you really dig into what it means, uh, it's, it's, it, there's so much more to that. Mm. So that was, you know, I, as soon as, uh, verse two, I saw that and I was like, oh man, there it is. Divine counsel, two verses in. I'm going to give you a Steve right here. Mm. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to you, Steve. Shout out to Steve Bowers. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. And I think too, it's like, looking at that word and all of the potential imagery that, mm-hmm. that, that comes along with it. You know, I think that sometimes in our context, especially like, you know, the new Testament church and how yeah. I grew up, it's easier for us to use like temple imagery, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like the, the, the tabernacle too. Yeah. The um, holy place, the holy place, you know? And so there, there was a lot of hits on that, you yeah. know, as far as like, look, this isn't just, this isn't just a person, it's a place. You know, Holy One is also the holy place. It's, you know, the holy of holies, mm-hmm. you know, and the Spirit of God, that container aspect mm-hmm. of yeah. that's where he was held and how we can envision, um, and I think this really sets up what, where Paul's going, but mm-hmm. it, it envisions us as the container, right? And, and maybe... Dis- no, disagree, but I just had a thought. Yeah, I but I'm as as we think about our sainthood, our position in Christ, we have to think about and th- hear me out. But and this is like maybe a little a little deep, but we're here to nerd out. Yeah, and that's what's happening. Um, <laughs> but we think about our position in Him. But what about how our position allows for Him? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. it's not necessarily where am I in Christ, but where are you allowing Christ to be? And so, like, if we are, we're, we're too busy looking at who we are instead of who Jesus is in us. And so, if our identity is wrapped up in allowing his identity to indwell us, Paul is saying, you're now a holy container. Yep. And some of us are bigger containers than others. <laughs> and both of us have no place to talk about being Oh, I was talking container. about me. I'm uh, preaching to me here. Oh, you're a Stealing pretty container. A line, yeah. yeah, but but I think that that's where, you know, I looked at that hagios or hagioi, and it's it's also the same Hebrew word that they use to define, the, you know, the temple, the holy of holies. Yep. And so I thought to myself, like, as we begin to dig into 1 Corinthians, are we, <laughs> are we a place, are we a physical place, not the destination, but a physical place that allows God to shine through? And shot, like he came down, the Holy Ghost, kind of glory, right? I mean, wasn't it a, <laughs> is it the Holy <laughs> Ghost in your Old Testament studies? Uh, That's you know, another question. Yeah, yeah, we'll table that one. But we'll just say God came down, mm-hmm. right, and showed his presence, right? And in that, you had to follow certain rules mm-hmm. in yep. in that place. And if those rules weren't followed, then, you know. And, and the Holy Place was one person one time per year. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Yeah. But I think that like looking at that, like that it's the same God, mm-hmm. regardless of, of the manifestation of that, that God, it's the same God. Yeah. And so, you know, we tend to be less reverent towards 
the fact that we are that holy place. And of, and of course, like Jesus and, and his finished work on the cross allows for that. Mm-hmm. Our goodness, we're not posturing this to say your goodness better be in order so that the Holy Spirit can rest. I think for me, it's more about the mentality. For me, yeah. it's more about the understanding that I'm a part now of something incredibly important. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the letter or is it Second Corinthians where Paul says that our bodies are a, a temple? We can search it. Yeah. I can't. I know it's in. Yeah, it's one of them. But I think that that's and this is key, right? When you're studying scripture, we you have to look at what Paul is doing. Like he has an end goal in mind when he's writing this. So everything works together uh, within this letter. And I think sometimes we miss that because we we live in a culture where we we take one Bible verse and then we copy and paste it onto like a mug or a T-shirt and we apply it out of context. I have to change my Bible to King James. Uh, Do you, though? I do because I don't. I can't search in other versions. Know you not that your body is the temple? Yeah. What do we got there? It is. Oh, nope. It's not. I think it is, but I, I, I didn't type that. Oh. I think I'm searching KJV. Either way, the point is the same. Um, you know, that Paul is Paul is for sure. You know, he's laying a seedbed for what he's going to talk about in the future. You know, when we point back to this conversation in, in several weeks. Sorry. That's okay. It's because you got an iPhone. I know. No. You know. Let me search that one. We can cut this out in post. No, don't cut <laughs> it out. Our body is the temple. See if I can find it here. Look. Yeah, I need my computer next time we yeah. do this. First, yeah, it is. Yep. First Corinthians 6. Oh, you got it. 615. Um, yeah, so Paul Paul later makes that point. Um, he's setting it up. Temple. He's setting it up. He's setting that up. He's setting himself and he do- up. And he does that mm-hmm. often. He does. Yeah. And so I think that like looking at that as how does that translate? I'm giving you this priestly blessing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're now that imagery of, and I think about coming from First Peter, we're a chosen race, a royal priesthood. Yep. Right? So this type of language it's is... common with their letters. It's yeah. all in there. Mm-hmm. It's like ravioli. <laughs> I knew that there. was coming at some yeah, point. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, it's good. So the, there you have it. The temple language, holy ones, Old Testament imagery. Whether you go um, all the way back to the divine council or whether mm-hmm. you go to Israel and how the Lord structured that in the nation of Israel. Yeah. And now in the church, how we structure that, you know, and, and looking at... Um, how that looks for us, mm-hmm. you know, like it's all the, it's all the same thing. The Lord's redeeming and bringing his kingdom. Yep. He has both redeemed it and is still redeeming. Mm, almost like already, but almost. not yet. <laughs> it's almost like that. Yeah. And I think for me too, like a nice takeaway from that is what was important about the temple was not what the temple looked like, but who lived in the temple, mm. you know? And from the identity piece, like we, you know, we are the temple and therefore what is inside of us is what really matters. Not us. Right. Not us. Exactly. Yep. Which, that's a which is good mm-hmm. because if it was about us, then Paul wouldn't have been able to frame that greeting and that salutation in that way. It would have been all about them and why they're screwing it all up. Mm-hmm. But he was able to, even in the midst of their, and we're not condoning their behavior, but even in the midst of them having raunchy behavior, he was able to still say, I thank God for you. I thank God for, is it working? I was just checking the battery on that thing. I don't think I've got it hooked up to a power source. Oh, you probably should. Okay. All right. For those of you who are watching this, we just took a coffee break. Yeah, we did. 
Oh, that's good. That is good. Yeah, it's really good. Love it. So what else? What else you got? Uh, well, those those to me were the the big things. I mean, you've got the you know Paul kind of kind of conceptually tying that to to Aaron's blessing over you know over the priesthood and mm-hmm. and then you have uh, you know mm-hmm. Hagioi holy ones that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, I don't know. It, it's just uh, <laughs> there's so much packed into into just. I mean, really, we only touched on like two verses mm-hmm. of the whole chapter, but just in the first yeah. nine verses of the intro, it's it's a lot packed. There's a lot, a lot packed in there. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think, too, like, the practical end, like, looking towards the end is always, the end of the message, I should say, you know, is always kind of where I want to lead people, you mm-hmm. know, and not that I, like, want to sacrifice the theology or the good, good deep truths of the scriptures, um, you know, for some watered-down version, but it's not, to me, it's not about watering it down, it's about the, that deep truth should come out in a practical way it should translate into action Mm -hmm. and you know so for me it was week one getting started in in this book it was like wow you know no matter how rough how bad things are you know there's always number one something positive that we can say Mm -hmm. about it and towards it we don't have to be negative and i think sometimes we confuse um if i were to say more on that more than what was said yesterday sometimes we confuse Um, what we think is as, uh, how do I say this? Um, really it's just being mean, (laughs) you know, people are just being mean and they, they think that it is constructive and, um, you know, well, I just told them the truth, right? Well, I just said what needed to be said. And ultimately we say that when we know we're in the position of being right, Mm -hmm. what that right looks like, right? Um, but Paul is absolutely in the position of being right under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and he found nice and things to say. he's actually being abundantly kind yeah, to very, some very crude people. Very kind. Yeah. And and I just think, you know, of course I touched on the fact that we lead with love, and that's our creed at Bethlehem, but uh, we really can learn from the way that he constructed mm-hmm. this greeting and being thankful, you know, for this church. And how do we show gratitude, you know, when— there's really not a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. You that kind of reminds me of uh, uh, John chapter one where, you know, Torah came by Moses, but grace and truth by Jesus Christ, you know, truth should not exist apart from grace. It should, you know, and Paul said, um, what did Paul say? I'm blanking right now. What in the um, beginning? Grace and peace. <laughs> yeah. Paul's it about grace and peace. Wasn't apart from it. Um, but just the, and man, we talked about it in connect group like two weeks ago. I wasn't there. And I subbed in, um, and it was just about, oh man, blank. I cannot, I am blanking. Drawing the blank. I cannot think of it. Um, what, what book were you in for the connect group or what was like the topic w- or, well, it was just a delivery of truth speaking. Okay. Speaking the truth in love. Oh, okay. That okay. concept of how great concept, d- the delivery of truth is just as important as the truth. Yeah. You know, it should be delivered in a way that is received well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're delivering it in a way that offends people and makes people upset, and not to say that, you know, I, I mean, you know, people don't always receive a message well, regardless of how well you craft it. But our intention should never be to be blunt to the point where it offends somebody just because we know we can do that because what we're saying is true. You know? Yeah. And okay, so like tie that in with what we talked about in, in the beginning. 
this this book is going to be addressing a lot of issues towards the body the temple what mm-hmm. they were doing yeah. outwardly and you know that truth goes hand in hand with this truth if the point and the truth is Jesus and his grace and extending that towards others it's just as important for us and i think like maybe we tether ourselves to the truth and we say like mm-hmm. what i'm about to tell you you need and i have i yeah. have it and you need it but really what what we should be saying is what i have the reason i have an understanding which is what we're going to get into the wisdom of god mm-hmm. is because the lord gave you what you need the lord gave you he is the way the truth the life and so if we can just as christians just as easily if we come to the knowledge of the truth, if we can figure out how to be better about translating that to others, mm-hmm. I think we'll get a lot further with someone. Yeah. We'll get agreed. a lot further in our discipleship, in our relationships, you know, and think about it. Think about what relationship do you have right now that's suffering because you're trying to make a point instead of carrying the point, which is Jesus to them. Yep. And so if, if, if we see the way Paul wraps this and he's so thankful for them and he's about to deliver this message, but what he's saying is I'm delivering you the truth that you accepted, that mm-hmm. you received. And, and this is just the rest of the story, if you will. Um, and so we, we have to put, it's important to put care and concern in the way that we craft the message of the gospel um, just as much as we're holding and carrying that for ourselves internally, yep. you know? So it's just the, the whole picture of what we're presenting as Jesus, what we're holding internally as the Holy Spirit, as the life of Jesus, and the message of Jesus that we're giving and putting, none of that has anything to do with us. Right. You know, so we're, we're trying to separate the, ourselves from that. Yeah. And to me, that's the, that's the, the truth behind us being the body, mm. the body of Christ. Like what we yeah. say and what we do is a direct reflection on who he is. Direct. You know, yeah, and there is no the, separation, right? And that's the point with our bodies being the temple. It's not about whether we should or shouldn't get tattoos. I think you should. Mm. I'm gonna get one here soon. Are you? Um, I think so. I'm totally yeah. against it. Yeah, well, even though I have, I guess them. you'll just have to sit with that. No, I'm kidding. I'm not fired, I'm, am I? I'm not. No. Okay. And I'm not against it. Yeah. I was gonna say, why don't you hold up your arm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me turn. But that's the they're, they're not showing. <laughs> I'm totally against tattoos. Yeah, but that's the that's the point to me. Is it's not about you know, what our temples look like or the shape of our temples, even though my temple could afford to be in better shape, yeah. you know, I'm going back to the it gym. needs renovation. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, the point is not that the point is that we are a, you know, an outward reflection of who Jesus is. And we sometimes do a really bad job. Yeah. You know, we're supposed to image, you know, the image who is Jesus. Yeah. And you know, if we're not doing that well, then we're just, we're missing the boat. Yeah. You know, there's room for growth. Mm-hmm. There's Big room time. for growth. Big and time. so like we can also find that room and that margin in our own lives. So, and I think that that's a good, a good point, a good principle, a good takeaway that if we're constantly looking for where this margin fits in other people's lives, you know, who needs this book of Corinthians, who needs these truths that Paul is about to deliver, then we are probably missing the yeah. point. Renovate you know. your own temple. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> margin in every one of our lives. And I, I, I think that's what I'm most excited about in this in this uh, study and going through this book are the things that are really going to make a difference and margin in my own life. And I think specifically, I've been really curious mm-hmm. uh, towards the gifts of the Spirit, yeah. which we didn't talk about it, but in this first nine verses, he say they don't lack. 
I think it's verse eight. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't have it pulled up I on the phone. Gifts. But it says that they, Paul's like, look, you guys, you're not lacking gifts of the spirit. So the Lord, and I think I said this towards the end, he had equipped them. He had given them um, everything that they needed, but they were not aware. And, and they definitely didn't know how to utilize that. And so I'm looking forward to some shifts and some changes in my own perspective towards uh, the gifts and the fruits of the spirit and how I can like apply these truths and these deep the- theological roots that Paul is offering in a way that, that will produce more fruit. Yeah, um, more I, fruit. I want more fruit. I yep. want more fruit in my ministry, in my life, in my children's lives. Mm-hmm. I want more margin. So, yeah. like, I'm really looking forward to um, the margin and the fruit that this book is going to give to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. So yeah. much good stuff in here. So much. So much. Well, yeah. this has been... This has been good. Yeah. What a what a knockout first episode. <laughs> if you say so. Hopefully you keep cranking out good material for us to talk about. We'll no pressure. See. Yeah. I better get to... Better get to studying. <laughs> I got a lot of a lot of studying to do for the the rest of this first chapter, and I'm really excited. And I hope you will join us uh, this hum- this coming Sunday or Wednesday night. Yeah, for Connect Groups. Yeah, if you're a local, uh, Connect Groups every Wednesday at seven. Hey. Uh, we have something for pretty much every you know any life stage that you may be in. Yeah, uh, teens, kids, the whole nine. And yeah, we'll see you Sunday. And if not, we'll see you back here on Monday for next week's conversation. God bless you. Or, well, we're recording on Mondays. Yeah. Well, Whenever we release Monday this. Monday or Tuesday, give or take. Yeah. Today yeah. or tomorrow. Whenever. Yeah. We're recording right now on a Monday. So. What do you think? Yeah, you I think we'll know. edit this thing in time? Probably not. I think long-term Mondays. Long-term really Mondays. Good, yeah. We're going to call gonna this bad. long-term Mondays. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. God bless you. Thanks for tuning you. in. We'll see you next time. Love you. Yeah.